to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. I'm your host, Daniela. Stay tuned every Monday morning for new episodes. Interested in becoming a part of our community? You can find us on Instagram at Making Sense of Success. Stay tuned for future episode series and pod weeks. Email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com or shoot us a DM if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in and joining our journey. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We like to kind of start with having our guests give a little bio about themselves so that our listeners can get to know them a bit better, if you wouldn't mind. For sure. Well, my name's Amandine. <laughs> I started my brand, Amandine Soul Botanicals, um, just over a year ago. May 2019 is when we launched, but I worked on it for... Uh, about a year and a half before launch. um, I studied English language and literature at university and I was all on track to become a lawyer. And that was really where my head was at. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So I felt like maybe I was rebelling against what my family did by becoming a lawyer. Um, I wanted to, to do something completely different, I think. And I grew up with all of the hurdles of entrepreneurship and the difficulty of never taking a day off or Uh, You know, you can't really travel much because you can't just leave your business to sustain on its own. So I think I I tried to do something as different as possible. But it was when the reality of what I was going to be doing, becoming a lawyer, was about to happen that I just had this, this gut feeling that it wasn't right. And it was when I was visiting the law school that I had already accepted and was about to attend that year. Um, I was with my mom and she just looked at me and she's like, you don't have to do this. I'm like bawling. Just like, I, I had no, no real reason why I was upset in the moment, but I just like, it felt so wrong. And so that night we were up all night before the tour of the school was going to happen, um, talking about it. And she's like, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? And I said, I'd start a skincare line with you. And that was how it started. The next day I pretty much got to work and started calling all the people I thought could help and get, give advice and, and learn from and um yeah that's really how it all started oh wow that's an amazing story to be honest and that's really (laughs) like what we're trying to do here like making sense of success showing that you don't necessarily need to even be like a big time shot lawyer (laughs) to be (laughs) successful you know yeah and I guess as you were saying like it's not that you need to go to law school to be successful. You could even just start a business with your mom, especially a skincare line. That's so that's so wholesome as well because it probably brought you closer with your mom. Yeah, I think on that note that you said that um, success is, is, isn't necessarily becoming a lawyer or doing one of those, you know, very exciting but, like, maybe not exactly what they're for you kind of things – I think there was a, there's just so much pressure on on everyone to be successful and to have that image of success and and for me that was having a great job that I was successful at that was steady and predictable and and that I was excelling at that was my idea at the time of success or even in university it's really tough that you kind of have this like a hamster wheel almost of like you need to announce what you're going to be doing and what you're going to be successful at when you graduate and it felt like okay a doctor lawyer which one was it going to be (laughs) absolutely yeah it's always those bigger ones too right the ones that are considered even more successful than having just like an undergraduate degree like you're going beyond that right or even a master's whatnot but yeah. yeah 
And then the other question we like to ask just to kind of get started is, um, I guess based on this experience as well, which has been a really important one in your life so far, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone? Um, I think one of the really important pieces of advice that I got from my dad through another entrepreneur um, who he grew up with and was very good friends with when we were children and, and for our whole lives was Aldo from Aldo Shoes. He told my dad, you know, you don't have to become an accountant. You don't have to become every part of your business. You hire people to handle that. You hire the person who's the best accountant, who's a master in their field to help you in in those different challenges and those different aspects of your business. And I think I went into starting this business with that mindset of, I know what my strengths are, but I also really know what my weaknesses are. Math is definitely one of them. So I hired an <laughs> accountant right away because I want to make sure everything is, you know, being handled properly. And, and as much as I'd love to, you know, take an accounting course and be able to handle my basic accounting on my own, I know that I'm probably not going to be able to put as much attention into the other parts of my business that need me. And so I can look for someone who's an expert in their field to, to jump in and help me with that. Absolutely. And I think that's something in like this society we do. And especially I find like, the younger generation that way have a hard time doing just because we all kind of want to be good at everything. You always Mm -hmm. want to excel at everything. We're also kind of bred to be able to excel at everything growing up, especially with like all the different courses we take, which is great. But sometimes it's kind of hard to narrow down to like, okay, what can I let go? You know, what can be someone else's Mm -hmm. thing, not mine? Yeah, for sure. And it's easy too to to get down on yourself and say, well, I could take an online course. There's so much information out there. If I YouTube it, if I Google it, I'll find the answers I'm looking for. And I've tried that. I've definitely tried it. (laughs) But it is not (laughs) as easy as as it seems. And and you can try to, you know, be an amateur anything, but to really have like a successful aspect of it, I would I would be happier to hire someone who who knows what they're doing and that's what they've studied for it just like I was trying to study to become a lawyer and be the best at that for someone else they did that for for their field and and I'm happy to be able to also work with other people it's a it's a nice change than solitary work definitely and I think at least something that my one of my professors told me in my last year of university was you kind of pick your in the case that I was in your issue right that you want to tackle more or less because you can't really be the only person I guess fighting things across the world right trying to save the world in a way Mm -hmm. I I studied international development so that's more of that perspective but that I I think it does apply in it you know you don't have to be good at everything you don't have to be able to do everything you can find the one thing that you're passionate about and you'll be great at it yeah and it, it lets you create your own niche within that industry as well as you can you can really find what you're really good at and what really interests you and and run with it Absolutely. And then the other main question we like to ask is, and maybe you have a different perspective on this as well, like as you were about to go to law school and changed paths, but um, do you think your definition of success has changed? And if so, what would your definition be? Yeah, for sure. It changed a lot. <laughs> um, I think originally, like we were chatting about before, my sense, my idea of success was, you know, you before even having the job was just being able to announce that that's like where you were going. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be in law school. I think that that impresses people very easily and, and same with so many other impressive sounding jobs. And, and to me that was, you know, successful that I was able to get in and that I would 
you know, be a part of this lucrative career. So I think I definitely based my success off of how it sounded to other people and how my success was perceived, whether it was even truly successful or not. If someone else felt that I was doing something incredible and difficult, challenging, that I was being successful at it, then that was amazing to me. But now I've, I've realized that success is such a so difficult to quantify and say what it means. But my dad reminds me of it every day when I'm like, oh, we're not selling enough, <laughs> we're not doing enough, we don't have enough exposure. And he, because he's an entrepreneur, so mm-hmm. he's like, you know, you have, you've built what you've built and that's successful you you've created a community of people who love your product and while it's small right now it will grow and that is your success right now is that you've created this this bubble of people who love your product and you know it will grow and it will evolve from there but that's a success on its own so you you already are a success absolutely <laughs> it comes from your dad yeah when it comes to your dad you're like okay dad you have to say that but <laughs> it is it is true I try and take myself out of the equation and think mm-hmm. okay if he was giving this advice to someone else what would I say and I think it's true I think my, my version of success has changed and and it's definitely more centered around you know what's today's success or you know, it's hard to say, like, you know, I'll know I'm successful when, but I think, I think it kind of comes along with, you know, people enjoying my product and enjoying the experience of using it. And when I hear people um, use, have introduced their boyfriend or their mom to it, or they share it with their sister, I'm like, oh, that is, that feels successful to me. Like someone has been introduced to something new that they love, and they've had the shared experience together. And that's really what I wanted to create. Well, yeah, and in a way, you're creating this community built around your product right yeah absolutely and I I find that so exciting and just it it grows every day and it evolves every day so it's it's like a a living success every day it changes and and every day is is some other different type of exciting new new aspect of it and I guess why skincare yeah so I grew up in the beauty industry my dad has owned hair salons my entire life and is a hairdresser and then when my brother was old became old enough he joined the business right away and and they opened their own um, hair salon together in Toronto called Color Lab which does only hair color so they have their own their own success together (laughs) but I think I grew up in the in the beauty industry so I have always and fashion like fashion and beauty have always been so engrossed and obsessed with fashion and beauty and since I was a kid my mom and I would always try new products together and I've always had really troubled skin I've had like acne and rosacea and uh, eczema so it was constantly trying new products and my mom would always try and find like the natural or the holistic alternative instead of putting us on Accutane or some sort of medication or a medicated cream she would try and research everything she could to find natural holistic you know kind of whole body treatments for whatever we were going through so I definitely always felt very connected to skin and beauty and fashion. Um, so it felt like a pretty perfect marriage of all of those things once it came time to, so what is it that you do want to do? <laughs> that felt like the immediate answer because I'm a complete beauty addict. I definitely come from the perspective of the consumer of the skincare addict where I just love to try new products. But I felt like there just wasn't something that worked for me and my mom. I think that was like such an important part too that we love to share skincare. And it bonds people in such an exciting way, a little differently than I find clothing does where you're like, oh, we have the same top. You're like, oh my God, you use that product too. Tell me about it. Why do you like it? How do you use it? I like to use it this way. It just It's such a beautiful bonding moment um, that I thought it was great to have products that work for everyone and that we didn't have to have just, you know, anti-aging products and teen acne products 
because sometimes you're an adult and you have, you know, you want to do some anti-aging, but you all of a sudden have acne. So you, you need something that maybe tackles both, but also you can share it with, you know, someone else in your house, your roommate, your sister, your best friend, your partner. So yeah, I think that that was really where the inspiration came from. And my family also moved to a farm from Toronto. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, from a pretty major city to a full-on 80-acre farm two hours from the city. So it was a major change. And I was at first completely freaked out. And I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it finally sunk in after a little while of taking it in. And it was this like return to nature and the simplicity that I was like, totally in awe because I've never experienced it before and and so that was also a huge inspiration was I'm, ta- I'm trying to deal with all these crazy skin issues but I'm in nature and I'm trying to kind of connect the two and be like you know I started experimenting a lot with oils and with natural products because I did find the less I used on my skin the better it reacted whereas the more the more products I tried the more recommendations I took and you know, the more I scoured the internet, the worse my skin got. I was using like five or six products a night, sometimes different in the morning and evening. And I was just, it wasn't helping anything. If anything, I was developing new skin issues, which can happen from overwashing. It can happen from using too many different products. So yeah, so my skin was doing worse. And then I started using natural products and I started using oils and just really simple, like one or two products a day. And that's when I started noticing the best results on my skin. Oh, wow. And I mean, like, that also can't be easy, you know, transitioning to like a whole new dynamic. You're saying that it was really refreshing, right, over time. But at first, that can't be easy. Do you find, I guess, that there have been any challenges with um, your business, especially starting like a small business? It's not, it's not an easy process. That's for sure. Have you experienced any challenges? For sure. I'd say every day there's like a new win and a new challenge. And sometimes there's two challenges and zero wins. (laughs) It it totally depends. Every day is different. And I think that's, that's been one of the challenges is getting used to the fact that every day is going to be different. And one day might be like wildly successful and I'm so excited and inspired. And the next day, nothing might happen. And I, I have to learning to get through those tougher days where nothing's happening or no one's calling and no one's you know there's no interactions happening and and staying focused on the success and like where you're going and where you want to be um I think was huge and I still struggle with that some days I'm like what am I even doing is this you know (laughs) is this ever gonna work but you kind of talk yourself through it and you're like okay like this is a bigger purpose and remember yesterday it was a great day so tomorrow's maybe gonna be a great day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's a huge part of it. And and yeah, I think it's difficult too when you meet people and they ask you, what do you do? And you, you tell them they're often like, oh, that's a cute hobby or that's a nice, um, you know, after school activity or whatever they <laughs> have heard at all. Um, I think that's really tough that, you know, people think that you're really doing nothing. And it's like, just because I don't have, you know, like, I'm not a, a lawyer or a doctor. Right. I have a very, like, clear-cut job. It doesn't mean it's any less successful or intriguing or difficult. It's just you have to kind of learn to not care as much what people think of your your career and what you're doing. Absolutely. And I guess if someone were to ask you for advice on that, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm still working <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It, it's really hard to not compare yourself to I've noticed there's been like more videos on YouTube maybe it's just the people I subscribe to but they Mm -hmm. come on with these videos trying to talk about not comparing yourself that it's really important that you try not to do that but 
Yeah. I think it's hard in, like, the type of society we're in, right? Where everything yeah. is comparable, you know? For sure, for sure. I think comparisons are one of the hardest things our generation will deal with, for, absolutely. Like, I, just on Instagram every day, I remember reading a stat that you you get more comparisons in one hour on Instagram than most people would used to have in their entire lifetime. So we're, we scroll through Instagram and Facebook and TikTok now every day, and we're comparing ourselves to so many different people across the world who are putting, you know, their best self forward most of the time. So you're, you're comparing yourself to, you know, the supermodels of our parents' days that were airbrushed, but we didn't know that. And they were starving, but we didn't know that. And, you know, we, we compare ourselves to these things that we didn't, we don't fully understand. So I think creating some transparency is really important. I try to show like my full day, whether it's like, you know, glamorous taking pictures or not so glamorous dragging bottles around and delivering things. But yeah, I think I think there's some amazing accounts out there that are trying to show the reality of of their day to day and and what it actually looks like to be a an influential blogger or you know a major celebrity. I think they're doing very good work to kind of say it's not that easy. <laughs> Every day is not perfect, and um, and yeah, just remember where you're coming from and where you're hoping to go. And and I think meditation helps a lot. Just bring yourself into the moment and and you know focus on what's happening right now not six months from now and not what's happened in the past but what's going on in this exact moment right and getting rid of that kind of FOMO like that term of the fear of missing out kind of I Mm -hmm. think it, it really does ground us when we do step away from all the technology I know like I have a hard time doing it too I always I'm always like anything pops up on my phone I'm like okay need to like be aware of what's going on just maybe because, sure. yeah, being aware of your surroundings is important too, but it's also important to step away and take time um, to yourself to really, I don't know, I guess appreciate where you are and, like, what you come from. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure it's tough for you. You've got, you know, two two jobs in a sense, and <laughs> you probably feel like you need to always be on and re- responding and reacting to what's happening while you're doing one job, you're getting an email from another, and you're it's tough, so I, I fully get it. I as much as I feel like, oh, I'm just hanging out on the sofa on Instagram, I'm actually, like, responding to DMs. Yeah. Or, yeah, reaching out to someone. I'm sure you feel the same on your um, business account that you're, you know, you're looking for your next guest or you're researching someone who you'd love to have on or you're writing a pitch in your head. All of these things kind of happen without even thinking anymore. Yeah, and I'm not sure. You probably have had the same experience with law school or and even just applying to law school in that sense, but... Um, building your resume in this world is crazy. Like you have to be doing multiple things at the same time, um, as well as for students that like, I still do, I still volunteer and stuff. And I find like, even now with quarantine, a lot of people, they're like, oh wow, there's so much time. And I feel like some people, including myself may have taken it as an opportunity to be able to do multiple things, right? With that commuting time that you'd normally have. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it is important to take that time to yourself to reflect yeah yeah and making sure you do it with yourself like I yes. find I'm like yeah like I said on Instagram like oh I'm relaxing but you're not like make sure you you know actively doing something for yourself even if that's watching tv I'll like turn my phone on silent put it face down and like a foot away from me so that yeah <laughs> I don't check it because I will <laughs> And as we start to wrap up this podcast, we like to ask kind of one more deeper question. The other one's more of a nicer question, because I I know I've been hitting you with a couple deep ones. (laughs) 
yeah. me a lot. I'm over. I love it. <laughs> I'm um, what? Talking to someone. <laughs> yeah. No. I guess. <laughs> uh, what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Oh, that's tough. I want them to take a moment for themselves, maybe. I think that would be nice, since we talk so much about how that's so important. Uh, take a moment to just give yourself a pat on the back and be like, you made it. Today was tough. Whatever whatever you went through, you know, you've made it through today, and you're going to make it through tomorrow, and, and everything's going to be okay, is kind of what I tell myself when I start to go down the rabbit hole of, like, well, what about this and that? And well, you know, right, start yeah. stressing about, yeah, I, you know, I, I really... I am I fall so victim to to thinking so far into the future and going through these major what ifs so I think if if I could give any little tidbit is to just give yourself a break and listen to your body and your mind and just relax and take some time to yourself whatever makes you happy and and sometimes you have to force yourself to do things that make you happy (laughs) like I love to read but I won't do it unless I literally force myself so force yourself (laughs) to make yourself happy sometimes well yeah I think it's what we've been talking about this whole time like those things aren't easy to do you do have to keep yourself accountable but I also fall victim to that I'm I'm totally an overthinker and it, Mm -hmm. it is kind of having that like little voice in the back of your head that with the positive aspect of things saying that ultimately in the grand scheme of things everything will work out and everything will be okay yeah so let that voice be a little louder today yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and then I promised you a little bit of a nicer question (laughs) (laughs) and totally feel free to shout out your brand that's totally cool as well but do you have any favorite uh, local or ethical or small businesses that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I mean, of course, Amelie Tell Botanicals is great. <laughs> but other brands that I love, I really love, um, and this has been a quarantine find. If quarantine's given me anything exciting, it's that I discovered some exciting new brands that I've spent way too much money on, but I'm so, <laughs> so happy to have as part of my collection. My clothes are my only friends now. Um, Hope Macaulay, she does really cool hand-knitted pieces in, I believe, Ireland, but definitely not Canada. I can say that. Definitely not the U.S., <laughs> but she ships <laughs> everywhere, and she makes these beautiful hand, hand-knit pieces, these chunky knit sweaters, long, short. Some of them are merino wool, and they're just so beautiful, and the wool actually biodegrades, so if you were to ever, for some reason, throw it out, it would biodegrade on a landfill, but I'm holding on to mine forever. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know, um, though. Then, Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Another cool brand that I really enjoy, like, if we're kind of talking more in the natural realm and sustainable is Kiara Weiss. I think her her makeup products are so beautiful and so sustainable. That's a really cool one. And we're working with um, this new site. It's called Inside Out Motherhood. And so they're um, listing all of kind of in an Etsy style, all of these different small, local, sustainable brands that cater to different st- stages of motherhood. So they're, they have a lot of really cool brands. So I think that's a very cool idea to bring together all different brands that are kind of on the same same path to, to making things more sustainable, shopping local, and, and being able to do it all in one place. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those. And did you want to give a shout out to your company as well as your socials? So if people wanted to find you and connect with you, they could? Yeah, check us out on Instagram at Amandine Saul Botanicals and AmandineSaulBotanicals.com. Send me a DM. I love to chat. (laughs) 